Yeah, you never know, dude. Those zombie referees come out, come out of the woodwork. Especially for people who like enjoy Cameron Grimes the way that we do, appreciate him the way we do. I was like, I thought he was going to say he looked like an alien since he's been to the moon or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to Take Under, guys. Yeah. Good week after a bad week. Sorry that we missed a week, as we want to do pretty often. Uh, but we've actually been good this season. <laughs> However, I did have some technical difficulties. So again, I will assume responsibility. My computer went through an update at the wrong time, and that was our only a window to record. Um, but and there was an election going on that was freaking me out. So yeah, the week was really terrible here, and <laughs> the show wasn't that great to take our minds off of it. Anyway, we had a really good show this week, so let's talk about that instead. And we kicked off the show with uh, Johnny Wheels, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Failure. Taking failure to new heights, dude. I I was thinking Destiny chose this eternal jobber. Is Triple H like meta swerving us? Do we think that I mean, is this just like Leon Ruff is gonna win? But of course he's not gonna win. And then he fucking won, dude. Like what? All that jobbing finally paid off. Leon Ruff is your North American champion. Johnny Failures defending first defense curse continues it was just a quick and easy roll up because he was distracted by damian priest he well leon did that crucifix that was amazing perfect that, yeah. i was like whoa i've never i haven't seen this i was like that's great See, he's, but, he's such a jobber we've never seen the one skill that he had his 80 grade uh crucifix pin that's the only good thing you can do and he got it in uh oh um, yeah man uh I'm so I'm so happy with this week because man, this episode was great. Uh, this this segment was spoiled to me by YouTube because they don't know how to like put different thumbnails, but they just spoil the whole like the the outcome. But when I and I was so pissed when I saw that, but when I watched the match, I was like, all right, I actually enjoy this. Like one, Johnny was using a wheel. He was happy about wheels. His face was on the wheel, talking about breaking his curse. You could tell like. Leon Ruff is going to be picked and the wheels bouncing back and forth after it spins. And and it's cool because even Leon Ruff's like just happy to be out there to like wrestle. And man, he came out to play and it caught off Johnny because he was showboating and pretending to be playing baseball and all this. But okay, I know I know I said I hate this guy. You and I praised him. <laughs> and I and 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 I've and I talked about how uh, I gave Priest credit, but now Priest was just hanging around uh, outside the ring in the stands with people. And when Johnny was outside, he was making fun of him and going to do all his moves. And Priest just walks around the barrier to the open spot and scares Johnny enough to go back into the ring and freak out about it because he <laughs> thinks he's going to get interfered. And then Leon pins him, does the crucifix, and wins. And Priest is just laughing his ass off the whole time, not doing anything. Um, yeah, when they came back from commercial, and he's like, you got to go because Johnny's going to come and kick your yeah, ass. Like, he's all like, the charger outside, take the keys and go. Yeah, and, dude, that whole spot was super funny. And he's just calling him a moron the whole time. He's like, it's your idea, you idiot. I, that was the best like, spot we've seen in David Priest's character. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It felt so natural and, and just so hilarious, especially when, like, Johnny was like, no, it doesn't count. We all know that wasn't real. Whatever. And then he's all like, it was all rigged. And then 
priests are like, you made it. You made it. You rigged it. And then later, obviously, I've talked to Regal. He's like, yeah, of course I rigged it. This stupid thing. I rigged it. Oh, man. Like, this, finally, we, he's finally, like, he's hitting his stride. He has been for the last couple weeks in this character, so. It's good to see. Uh, I wonder if he's going to get another shot, if he's going to get a rematch at all, or if Damian Priest has a right to one, because he never got one before he before the title changed. That's true, and I kind of don't want Johnny to get a rematch. I just want to see him like beg for one for a couple of weeks until <laughs> so that he gets one. <laughs> well, we should see him, Damian Priest, get a rematch for yeah. being a lifeline, or yeah, get a match for being a lifeline to Leon Ruff. Of course he's going to win because Leon Ruff is a jobber. And then Damian Priest is like, yeah, I'll fight you again in a cage <laughs> and then murders Johnny Gargano. Uh, oh, and, and like to top it all off is the belt is still too big for Leon Ruff that when, he, when Priest like put it <laughs> on him, he just slides through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. Um yeah, good way to like end end the spot the whole or like the whole air, everything about that was a good was good. So then we moved on to the cruiserweight championship. I didn't realize until they said it during that first match that we were having three title um, matches. I was like, wait, what's the second one? Because I knew we were having a tag match, and then when they kicked off this show, I was like, all right, what's the other? I didn't even think about the cruiserweight until they showed it, and then uh, so we had an intro where Atlas attacked some of Legado outside. To even the even the numbers, yeah, good idea. As we talked about last week, he showed his rookie mistakes by being distracted and letting the numbers game beat him. Uh, but this time he's going after Escobar, a little more even. Uh, only one lackey around, one healthy lackey around. And man, Jake is just again like for people talking about hit people hitting their their stride. He went to to two hundred five live for a little while after he kind of was meh here. Yeah. I think really got his confidence, and he killed it in this match. I I want to see them keep wrestling because the the ending to this one was kind of like the ones that we've been talking about a couple of weeks ago, where they were just cheap. Like I know it was back and forth, and Santos was like supposed to be the crafty veteran rolling out and and doing all that stuff, but it just felt unearned the way that he went up for his finisher and Santos just like stopped him and then laid a finisher on him. Like yeah, no, this this isn't the way this should have ended. At least I don't think so. Yeah, like uh, I'm probably gonna be Liz for a moment because on li- on women's basic, like Liz will talk about people's outfits. We're gonna start all the way in the parking lot because the glasses <laughs> or the frames that Atlas had when he was being interviewed before he beat the shit out of <laughs> out of Mendoza. I was like, I want a pair of those glasses. I was like, all right, and then it gets in, and then Mendoza has like a really nice suit, better than uh, Walking Wild. I was like, that's a nice suit. I was like. You- <laughs> You should wear that more. I'm like, that's good. And I, I don't know why. I was like, man, this, this, this is a good show so far. You got fashion. You got entertainment going on, whatever. And I know I'm going to get a really good match. And Atlas had a new in- music intro that I really, really like. They just need to change his graphics a little. But, like, nah, man. I was, like, amped for when he came out. Because, like you said, he's becoming a super baby face. Yeah. And this match was great. I feel like it was super fast at the beginning. And they were doing well. And then it just died like it just they didn't know where to stop it and they like lost momentum and that's when when santos just like stopped him well how you saying for the finish i was like well that didn't flow right like based on what was going on before and i was like 
but he kicked out of something more difficult earlier in the match, and this is what takes him out. I was like, okay, we'll get another match, but it just, it really did feel unearned for Escobar, too. Like, I felt like he's like, I'm getting my boat, I'm out of here, whatever. But, um, again, Atlas is getting better. I'm glad to see him. He's completely turned me around on who he was when he first came out. Um, But, yeah, more matches. They just need to find a better flow about it, because it just seemed like he completely, like, died after they came back like from a commercial break yeah yeah they didn't have any picture in pictures until like way later in the match i think it wasn't until candace candace and shotzi were the first one that we saw no not maybe not even then i think it was maybe thatcher and lewis i don't know but we didn't have it until halfway towards the show the picture in picture matches so that was super annoying especially for this one because this is one that we had been looking forward to and they were showing really good up until that point um yeah yeah, I mean, it goes on everything that you said. I, I don't think they knew how to finish it, but I'm glad I'm glad this feels like an appetizer, and I hope that they keep going with it because it, it's good program so far. Yeah, and um, I don't want them also to forget about Swerve and Adonis because I, like, I know they've had their three-on-three match, but also like they I kind of would like if that came out next week or whatever and they were like, we're going to take on Joaquin Wilder Mendoza and beat the hell out of them. Or Atlas needs to be out here to watch Escobar because he might interfere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know that they are, but may- maybe they've been on 205 Live. They're like doing the rotation with the three of mm-hmm. them, playing hot potato between one of them goes to <laughs> NXT for a couple weeks and then comes back to 205. So maybe that's the explanation there. But yeah, I, those guys are too good to just be forgotten for sure. Well, at least I, we know Swerve is. We've only seen, um, a, what's his name? Shante the Adonis? Yeah, Adonis. I like calling him Adonis. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just much easier. Uh, yeah, we've only seen him a couple of times, so I, I'm still jury's still out on me for him. Uh, but he hasn't been bad, so that's good. Uh, context, a little bit of context from what we missed last week. Zaya lost a match and then decided to then again for some reason challenge the hardest person on the roster, the new hardest person on the roster, Raquel, um, and then no showed. Yeah. I actually kind of love this because I really love watching Raquel kick people's asses. Um, <laughs> I, do, I will say this uh, just as a criticism, like my only criticism, I think she needs to have more confidence because she is so badass. And I saw like a little doubt in there when she was, not when they were outside on the, uh, when they were on the outside and she's telling him, Levantate, that was uh-huh. badass. But when she's yelling at him in the ring and she like stumbled over her words a little bit, like, no, you're you're a badass. You're the best thing about NXT right now. Do not doubt yourself at all. Yeah. Just commit to it fully because you could be huge, huge in this company, uh, like in the big shows too. Um, she's getting the booking that someone like Rhea should have gotten years ago. Instead of like having Rhea be the the people's champ, Becky kind of overwhelming booking. She's getting like if Rhea showed up being as huge as she is, the same way like Jazzy showed up on NXT UK. Um, and like when someone that big shows up, she's going to dominate and like Naya, when she was on the other ring, even though we know Naya, not going to touch that, um, that like Raquel getting that booking that she, where she's just, now she's destroying Bola is badass, yeah. I think. Um, cause we haven't seen that from a, from a woman prototype here in a while. She still did the one arm power bomb and held him there was impressive. Yeah. That was really impressive. 
for a moment, I thought she was slipping, but no, she was just holding him completely, and then just like dropped him. I was like, oh, oh, big mommy, cool. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was like, uh, like after all that, and she left. And then we had the like the the leader of the triads come out and give a letter to to Boa. Yeah, I think um, she might have signed his death warrant. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but it was kind of cool because it looks like the dragon from Breath of the Wild came out and circled the <laughs> ring. Uh, way too much Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna drop a lot of reference to that in this episode. Um, <laughs> but it it was cool, and of course I I don't know Chinese. I don't know if they were speaking Mandarin or something else, but I couldn't understand anything. But just that alone, like what they're doing with this, I'm really excited to see what happens. Also, I want to see why Zaya didn't show up. Like, yeah, yeah, because Zaya needed another match, and I don't know, maybe they kidnapped her or whatever to tell their story, or she's getting like a re redo. Um, but I I want to see what's going forward because it's just small hints. Uh, of something in the background and then I'm hoping it turns into this explosive thing that's like oh snap this is cool um so crossing my fingers that's what happens poor boa <laughs> yeah yeah because the alternative is, I mean under there are rumors that Zaya is not happy with how she's being booked or how she how she's been being utilized which is weird because she's been being used the last few weeks so I don't know mm-hmm. if those were like old reports or whatever but the rumors were coming up the last couple weeks that I saw so I don't know if that's also part of it. Hopefully not. Hopefully that's just the work because I we both really like Zaya and we want to see yeah. more of her. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that was intriguing. And I, I thought it was cool the way that whole segment did really well to show how strong Raquel was to keep her, keep her looking strong even after uh, taking a loss to um, Rhea last week because Rhea's moving into the championship picture because you had to do that with her. And yeah. then you prolong that other storyline. like build some intrigue there because that was that was a really cool spot like as soon as she's gone i really want to see what happens with that one for sure um because it seems like it could be unique we don't i've never seen many storylines like it at least we haven't seen one here at nxt yeah that i know of oh what do we get next (laughs) that then we got candace versus shotzi and the context here that we also didn't talk about last week is candace destroyed Shotzi's tank. And so leading into this match earlier in the night, Shotzi had a promo where uh, she talked about how the tank, how much the tank meant to her and blah, 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 and how it was a part of her. I fully thought that she was going to blow up the Gargano's house with a real tank at the end of that promo. <laughs> that was going to be the closing shot of her sh- blasting <laughs> Gargano's house with, the, with that tank from her promo like from mm-hmm. two weeks after she showed up. You know she's got access to it. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this, I did have a note here. It was the first picture-in-picture picture of the night. Um, yeah, they, the match was okay. They did the reveal that we saw at the end, and it was a shocker. Indy Harwell was the ghost face from Halloween Havoc helping out Candice. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of making Shotzi look weak to, like, getting beat up the way that she did to both of them. Yeah. Um, but that's because I'm a Shotzi mark, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> you got to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm, I am intrigued where this goes, but it did kind of creep me out because I don't know if you saw the WWE Network promo with Candice. She refers to Indy as her daughter a few times. And, like, 
Uh, that storyline can be cool, but it also is going to border on creepy, and so I, they're going to have to be careful with that. Um, but yeah, they they could go cool places with it, and as long as Candice is fighting Shotzi and they're all involved, I'm sure we're going to get really good matches from it. Okay. So, just a reference to last week, a little bit about what of the match. Shotzi got to choose because she was the hostess and chose Tony to test herself because Shotzi's been on a roll. Tank gets destroyed. It supposedly distraughts Shotzi so bad with uh with Tony. But that match, that match between Tony and Shotzi was not great because one I don't again I don't want Shotzi to lose. But Tony Storm wasn't that great in that match. And that's the main reference because in this match, one, I'm glad at the outcome that Candace won. Because if Tony was gonna win this, I would have been fucking pissed. Yeah, because she said did Candace not look. Versus Shotzi, I meant Candace versus Tony. Let me just. <laughs> okay. I apologize. But if can uh, yeah, if, if Tony was gonna win this match against Candace, I would have been pissed. Because first of all, the promo of her running on the beach of Mexico, because she can't go back to Australia right now, was was like the new Tony, a tougher Tony, and blah, 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 and like been working out this whole time. Girl, it doesn't look like you've been doing shit. Like, it looks like you've been drinking mimosas and stuff or whatever on the beach, and that's cool and all, but you gotta show up in the ring. And two matches, I think, against some of, like, the best female wrestlers in, like, I'm, I'm glad Shotzi didn't get hurt when she, like, missed her spot from the last match when she <laughs> fell off, because that was bad. Yeah. And then... Like Tony wasn't. I didn't think she was. She great. had a good recovery in that one, though. Yeah, Shotzi had a great recovery. Tony yeah. and like I was like, oh, this is not good. And I've seen Tony wrestle before in other matches where it's like, oh, okay, she's good. The, that match wasn't great. This was not. If it wasn't for Kansas, this would have been boring to me. Um, I think it was okay, but I think she was wrestling in a different style. Like she was wrestling in a noticeably different style where she was kind of more aggressive and. Um, I think it's going to take time for her to really find that style. Uh, she She's also coming back from a long layoff. She wasn't in any other, like, she couldn't really wrestle anywhere else because she's under contract with WWE, so she hasn't been in the ring. And then you throw her opposite of Shotzi, like, yeah, she's going to look worse because you're putting her in with one of the top three people in the in the company right now. Then you throw her opposite of Candace has been doing it forever. Like, yeah, she's gonna look worse. So I think she's just we needed to have some patience with her coming back right now. Uh, well, I would I would normally I would kind of agree with that, but we had Ember Moon and she's been out longer and she looked like she had rust, but she still performed better in her matches. And Pete Dunn's been gone quite a bit too. Actually, the same amount as Tony Storm, and he comes back looking like a fucking tank. So. It it just depends on what they do on their off time, whatever. Like it's just my opinion on it, uh, because I I just felt bad because I'm glad like Candice won. I'm so happy because she deserves that win. And if she was gonna be another rollover for Tony and like a mediocre performance, I would that's I would have been really pissed. The reveal also, Indy Hartwell. I wish it was somebody else, but whatever. We all need this. Everybody knew it was going to happen. I was hoping for like a surprise for someone else. Yeah. <clears throat> Shotzi looked great in her outfit, street clothes, coming out to fight. 
and then they all get beat up. But whatever. I'm I'm excited to see where the story goes from here. They, I think the Ember comparison is tough because she was coming back from. I think like being fueled from that, she could be fueled from that longer layoff. And also, she wrestles in such a completely different style that leads more into like that dynamic, like way where Tony wrestles in a in a completely more drawn out kind of attacking way. So I, I don't know if that comparison is fair, but we'll see where it goes. We'll see if she gets better or not. I mean, I I think she's been fine for me, but you're the second person that has mentioned that in the two podcasts that I do. So. <laughs> And I was mentioned like some Tony Russ, so I mean, I guess I, I'm definitely the wrong one here, and I don't know. I haven't seen any other um, impressions or anything. I haven't heard anybody else talking about it. Well, it's because like, I, well, I, you've seen it too, but it's the matches with like with Rhea. Like you've seen those matches, and they're like grueling, and they go out, and and you can see how well she can perform, and then she's here now on the main show, and she's like. You know, I was like, I thought that you were supposed to be this new revamped Tony. At least get back to the same level of a Tony that I've seen you before. And if it's a different style, okay, then I, I still don't see it. But I was like, just perform us to the level that we, we've seen you or to the one to compliment the person that's in the ring with you. Yeah. I mean, there may just be too many balls to juggle in right now, to be honest. Like, <laughs> We haven't seen Ember, or we saw Ember last week against Dakota, so we did see them featured. But for that was a, that was a as, good match. Yeah, for having as many people as you have, as many good people as you have, they need to be featured. And if you're not going to get a third hour, which they're never going to get a third hour because they just don't pull the ratings that they need to for it, they they need to spread out the talent more. Like NXT UK could use Tony again. They they have a good women's storyline going on right now because they have their champion is fucking amazing. She's probably one of she's one of my other top three women in the company right now. Pers- for me personally, so Tony could go back there. Tony could go to the main roster. Like I think Tony is the odd man out from what we've seen chemistry wise mm-hmm. with the rest of the women on this roster. At least just from other comments. Again, I think she's been fine. She hasn't been like the, the outstanding way the other the rest of the other women have. So I don't know if it's just that she hasn't been here long enough, but if that yeah, I, I agree that if that doesn't change or get better in the next couple of times that we see her, then yes, she does need to be spread somewhere else to maybe help somewhere else. And it's not like she couldn't be used. Raw's division right now is on fucking life support and they have Asuka as their champion. Like how is that how is that even possible? The only reason that their women's division looks any good at all is because AEW's exists. Um, also, Nia Jax supposedly injured somebody again. On <laughs> Mandy? Yeah. I don't... The, I saw it in real... Did you see the... Did you see it? I, I didn't see the match, but reports are coming out that she injured Mandy. I saw it in real time, and it didn't look that bad. But yeah, if that happened, then that sucks. Okay. Well, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I really, I honestly don't even really want to talk about what we have next, but I'm kind of going to go off on a rant here. So if you want to skip ahead, probably two minutes will probably be enough. Um, I tried to be optimistic on Thatcher coming in and you, you know that I did when he was with Riddle. I thought it was funny for like three weeks. And I'm like, right after that, I just don't get it. Dude. He's so bleh. He's really boring. And I don't understand how this really does anything for anybody. Like it's so slow and methodical and it's just lame to me. Um, and I think like, 
I read a quote that I think made me realize what it is, and it's just com two completely different mindsets on, on pro wrestling. And so it was from like Cornette or one of those fucks, and they were talking about um, Walter and that idiot Dragon guy match. From oh, NXT. Dragon off that match that's like going to be a five-star match or whatever? Fuck that match, dude. Everybody, oh, it's so great. I saw it. It's just them fucking beating the shit out of each other. And like, come on, this is pro wrestling. You guys aren't actually fucking beating the shit out of each other. Like, yes, it hurts. I understand that. Like, you guys, this isn't a fucking fight. And that's how they, they described it. So um, whoever the, the quote was, was like, this is a great example of simulated combat. And I'm going to qualify this. Like, some people may watch pro wrestling for simulated combat. And if you do, I'm sorry. But I think that's fucking lame. Because stuff, there's literally a fight island where people are there to beat the shit out of each other. And if you want to see people fighting, do like go watch that. The reason I watch pro wrestling is to watch feats like athletic feats. It's the same reason that I that I love baseball. To see people hit a ball 500 fucking feet or to see people snap off a curveball from head to fucking ankle. Like I that's the reason I I tune into pro wrestling personally and also because you can script the perfect storyline. Like you can and the story that you can tell is that, and then you can show off athletically what you can like, or how, how talented you are athletically, but not even my emerging fandom for Lunas could save this. I spent most of my match writing this rant and how fucking like annoyed I was and like writing down that comp, that uh, quote, because it came back to me watching this. And I don't know, hopefully uh, Thatcher was just a pawn to prove, to go further because the good part of this, and if you're just joining back, I'll pause. The rant is over. Um, Cameron Cameron Grimes came out. They, him and Loomis's feud went uh, further, and I'm that's what I'm really super excited for because we didn't mention the, the, more context to this. Cameron Grimes, and that's what we were talking about in the open, got scared away by this zombie ref that he saw from Halloween Havoc. Uh, and Loomis had that caricature, and like that. This whole storyline could be really cool. And that fucking cave-in, that blind cave-in was insane. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> uh, all right, now my turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I agree with you on this. Um, I thought, like, I, I can enjoy, like, wrestling. I can enjoy, like, Thatcher's type of style wrestling here and there but not continuous and i'm starting to lose it on him um especially after he destroyed <laughs> lewis's work of art with the <laughs> character a caricature that was amazing and if that is really him drawing those i don't think it is i don't think i think it really i think it is i like if Dexter, if you're listening, please tweet us at the podcast so so we can know it at Take Under Pod, so we can believe it's you. Because if it is, you should be selling these. Because I would buy these and frame these in my house because they're so great. Um, but Thatcher and I don't know his weird storyline against like the people he's uh, sparring with now. Uh, yeah. It stumbles into the back. And runs into the caricature that's actually like on canvas. I thought it was paper, but it was canvas. Oh, I didn't even notice. Um, and, and they break the frame, and Thatcher like gets up. He's like, ah, oh, blah blah blah. And Regal's there too. But when Thatcher turns around, he sees Loomis. He's like, I don't got a beef with you. 
but Loomis is pissed. If you can't tell Loomis is pissed, then you don't know how Loomis looks. Um, <laughs> because and, he got one twinge in his eye. <laughs> and I guess during the commercial break, Regal approves the match between uh, Thatcher and Loomis, which I was like, yes, because I want Loomis to beat the shit out of Thatcher. And it doesn't turn out that way because Cameron Grimes comes out and interrupts just being on the ring. But Lewis throws Thatcher at him, and I was like, sweet, this is going to be great. But nope. Still messes up. Thatcher gets the pin on him, which is, I think is bullshit on, to do it to Loomis. Like, <sighs> I, I was so pissed about it at that point. But then Grimes recovers and just focuses, takes out all that attention away and focuses on the story. And he's like, I'm not scared of you, Loomis, or whatever. It starts attacking him. <laughs> puts a potato bag over his head, covers him up, starts beating up Loomis, and Loomis is just taking all these hits until uh, Loomis somehow gets a chair and just starts swinging wildly, gets beat up, and then Grimes does a cave-in on him while Loomis is on the damn chair. And I was like, oh my god, his back got separate with a sack over his head. Yeah, so he can't even move with them. I mean, yeah. the sack like was probably see through enough, but that's day. That's just that's why I couldn't I, like when I saw him setting it up. I was like, he's not actually going to do this, and sure enough, I was like, I I want to see this. I want to see this match at, at another takeover if, if they can stretch it out that long. But man, I was like, oh, please don't let his back be separated. <laughs> It's like another four weeks, so it seems like a stretch if we can get it to take over. But if they can, I'm I agree with you. Oh my god, match for that! For sure. Like that would be a great match to open up the show. Like yeah. that would be a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, but I'm 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 so upset though that he that Loomis lost the Thatcher because one thing that I'm really upset about, like booking wise, is how much time they gave him. Because if you're gonna have this fucking finish here, like this interrupt finish where yeah, this, just this false finish where Cameron comes in and Thatcher just wins like that way. Why give them two commercial breaks in as much yeah. time as you did? Like, that, that's also part of it. If they hadn't done that, I wouldn't have hated it as much as I did. I would have been like, okay, we've got it in. Thatcher was there. Loomis was there. We moved on. Grimes and there, like that feud moved on. We can get that in in one in one uh, spot without having to go to commercial. And then you can give the women another spot because you kind of cheated them out of the Raquel one. Even though, as much as I loved it, I'm a Raquel Stan. If she's on there for five minutes, I'm going to love it. Like that, yeah. that was kind of a cheap women's spot that we saw earlier. And, and though we only got one match from the women. So, like, they could have given them more time here. Uh, this was my one gripe with the, with the whole episode, I think. Um, everything else was pretty good to me. Yeah. And I agree with you on that because I felt like uh, once they came back once, I was like, all right, like, Loomis is going to pick up. He's going to destroy Thatcher or whatever. Because Loomis was, uh, momentum was at the beginning. Then it went to Thatcher. Then it was going to come back and it was going to end. And I thought it was going to end. And there's like, we'll be back. I was like, where the hell are you going again? <laughs> um, also, USA app. I get that I have to watch it the next day sometimes. But you don't have to shove like 40 freaking extra commercials <laughs> on me. Just because I'm watching it on your app. You're yeah. like... You made enough revenue from the first time around. I should just at least watch one or two commercials. I was like, Twitch doesn't even do this to me. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't because not that many people are watching from what I've seen. So whatever. Screw you, USA app. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never. I'm not going to speak good of the USA app. I'm not trying to play their advocate. I'm just. Saying. You know, I will watch more ads if you give. NXT another half hour. How's that? Your three hours of wrestling or three hours of WWE? I'll let my device is, play with an hour worth of ads if you give me three hours of NXT. Yeah, two, two and a half hours of NXT and then thirty minutes for Miz and Misses. There you go. You got your three hours of WWE that night. We are definitely <laughs> not the norm director. Nobody's gonna sit through an hour. <laughs> Nobody's gonna let their device go to waste for. We're not even watching it. Even. Wasting up a screen for an hour of ads to watch wrestling. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, some people would, but not necessarily NXT. Uh, we're going to skip the Prime Target promo until we talk about the predictions and go straight into the the main event. You mean the theft? The <laughs> theft that keeps happening in this division? So Brazango got their rematch for their titles versus the Punters, and we're not going to give Orkin and Birch names since they threw in with this guy. Um, you got to give him something. He knows how to get heat, and it is kind of that crappy heat that like Baron Corbin gets, but he's an outsider, so it works really well. Uh, and it's a good vessel for Birch and Orkin to just be lackeys because they are blander than khaki before. And like they always put on good shows in the ring, but we call we refer to them as player one and player two because they haven't done anything like other than look like creative player, generic yeah. creative players in wrestling game. But I so I think it's working for me in terms of yes, I really hate this. Kind of like the way that as a kid, as a fan of Sting, I hated the NWO. And like they were peltered with trash when they debuted. So that's why I think this works perfect. And I got a comment because we did it today, uh, Drake Maverick. Dunn's tan is getting very close to the Maverick uh, bar. That has to be like, like a Northern England thing because like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I know there's Geordies. Like, if you ever watch Jordy Shore, they're, like, super tan to the point where it's, like, ugh. Um, but, yeah, this this thievery that's coming in from some <laughs> stupid punter. Um, oh, Brizango, my guys, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, you guys came out swinging, and it was amazing. And you got robbed by the punter twins. And... Pete Dunn, God, you treacherous bastard. Uh, <laughs> like, the, the saving grace was Drake Maverick for like two minutes when he came Dude, in to help. To help. And then Pete Dunn just whoops his ass, and then everybody yeah. else stops him. And, I'm, and in my head, and in my head, I was like, okay, Brizango's gonna, like, they lose. They, they, the punter twins retain their belt. And I was like, okay. And you see Brizango come out, and they're fighting. Drake Maverick comes out. I was like, okay, cool. But then they keep getting their asses handed to them. And I was like, they're not my guys. They're not my guys. But please, Undisputed Era, just fucking come out right now. And just, well, I don't want their music. I want them to jump over the barricades and just come out. And it doesn't happen. Tyler Breeze gets punted in the face by this piece of crap. and. And this is another thing why I'm pissed about the USA app. I saw that and I'm in shock. And then he grabs the camera and 
Pat McAfee is going to say this like promo, it cuts out. I never no, hear what I think it cut out in the actual show. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I don't remember seeing another thing at the end. Um, yeah, like, I got to say, Pat McAfee, well, one other thing about Pat is him on commentary was not good. I, I hate enjoyed that promo. But on commentary, it was way too much. So it was good when he actually got kicked in the head. I don't think it was intentional, but it was a great excuse to get him off of that table. Because I, I think that he could feel like it started going south, and then it just started getting worse and worse. And I think he could feel that and, and got off at the right time because he's enough of a personality now. Like, he's been yeah. on mic enough that he should know when things aren't going well. So that, that was good part of it. I did like the Maverick spot. Um, honestly, dude... I'm most excited because I think this is War Games. The Punters versus Brizango, Maverick, and Dane. And then the week before the um, before the, pro- the pay-per-view, Undisputed shows up. Add them as a third team, and then you have all of them in War Games. Oh, my God. I, like, I... That's the way to book this, at least in my opinion. And the only way that this could go wrong is if Road Dog messes it up. So... It's all on you at this point, Road Dog. You know what I wanted in my head? I, I, I so wanted, I, I wanted Undisputed Era to come out and just like be heroes, like because I, because I think that's what they're planning. Like you said, they're, they're yeah. planning to do. I was like, be the Vegeta, be, be my boy. But I know to, they have to have like an iron grip, and you have to fucking despise these guys for a month. And then that's when they got to show up. And, like, that's when they've done their full full face turn from the guys who came in destroying the, the NXT champion, Drew McIntyre, to now the guys who have to save it from these interlopers. Like, it, I, like it, when this happens, I'm totally going to overlay a video of them. And I, and, it's gonna be, and I do this for you too, Kakarot, like, and the sacrifice <laughs> happens. Um, but it did, I was like, God damn it. And then in my head, I was like, Come on, Keith. Just fucking be there and come out. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. Come out here. I was like, God, I hate I, It's so much hate. I think my hate from Damien Priest has switched to these bastards. And also, <laughs> and, I, and I get it, what you're saying, like, Baron Corbin heat. But, like, this is, this is really good heat. This is good heat for all of them. I dislike like, everything that's happening. Like it feels like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be good. But for some reason, it works for like for Pat yeah. McAfee. And I think it, I I really think it's because he's an outsider. And the thing is, like, it's good. Like Baron Corbin, like people fucking hate him because he's in shit that he shouldn't be in and taking opportunities away from other people. Like this doesn't seem like it's opportunities being taken away. It's been given because of this guy. Yeah. It, but and I, we had a bunch of other shit that happened. Like they, yeah, I mean, and he explained and he, it and he redconned it and did it all. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck you, thank you. You gave me background, but fuck you too." Like, <laughs> and then and then you turn Pete Dunn. Like, I wonder if they were uh, always going to do Pat McAfee and that huge guy. Like, if that was always going to be the case, and then they were just oh, like, yeah. oh, "Well, it's just going to be Pat McAfee and these guys now." Oh man, I, Rich Ridge Holland. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, Ridge Holland. Originally, but that's not to be the case since he's gone. Um, yeah, but you I, had to steal it from my boys. Five years, you bastards. <laughs> uh, 
that, that is the one thing. But so, like, if it is War Games, we're going to get Undisputed versus these bastards. And then also Brazengo will be there. I mean, we do have to take a little bit of Maverick and Dane in there as well. But eh, Dane could do some cool power bombs, I'm sure. Yeah. He's been doing jackknives, actually. I remember weeks ago I was talking about jackknives. So I wouldn't mind seeing a bunch of those guys just all get jackknifed. Uh, but that's the show this week. At least the recap for that I can remember. Um, other than the predictions. So it was announced that Finn is going to come on and talk about the state of the NXT championship. Oh, I hope he doesn't relinquish uh, it. I don't yeah, that's that's not my prediction. Is that yours? I was gonna ask if you have any predictions for what's gonna happen. I hope he doesn't relinquish it. I hope he's all like, I'll be back in a couple weeks and then we're good to go, and then he'll challenge somebody. Oh, I just forgot that he was injured until you just You like, forgot I, that he had his whole jaw operated on. It was like a month and a half ago. A lot of stuff happens in between. <laughs> I just pictured the x-ray as we I was like, wait, why would he relinquish it? Like that's he's gonna be here for a while, but oh yeah, his fucking face is broken. So I hope his face is okay. His beautiful face is okay. The and money maker. I hope the announcement is or at least my prediction for the announcement, um Something along the lines of like him coming out saying, I made a name for myself in Japan where tournaments build stars, and then they announce a tournament for number one contender. And then we just have all these fucking like matches that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. And like, yeah, they're following New Japan, but fuck it. What are they going to do? Yeah. They can't build over copyright claim on tournaments. On like, tournaments. <laughs> so I, I hope it's. Every great anime like, has a tournament art. I hope he still gets to keep it because. I think they said the recovery was six weeks. We've seen them out for a month. If this tournament lasts for another month, then that's an extra. That's good enough cover, yeah. Yeah. Um, even if he has any setbacks. So hopefully it's something like that. Uh, but the main event next, at least I'm sure it's going to be the main event next week, is Io and Rhea. And we saw the Prime Target promo, um, which I wasn't happy with because we've talked about that Rhea underdog story and it really seems like they're trying to rush that story or fit that story to this narrative and it doesn't work. Rhea was in that championship match where Io won her belt. Like she was in there saying everyone said this loss to Charlotte was going to define me. Like, no, nobody said that because you're a beast and you're 22. You're going to be running this company along with Raquel for a long time going forward. And Nobody ever believed that. Yeah, you lost to Charlotte, but you can't just – you were gone for three months because of a pandemic. You can't just shoehorn this underdog story here. Wait until down the line when people start to show up and you lose to Bianca and you lose to Raquel and then you lose to Shotzi and, like, all these good challengers, and then you're at your lowest. Like, why why waste that storyline here when it doesn't fit that narrative? What you could use is the, uh, the, the other storyline that she kind of alluded to where she was saying that – she didn't have the crowd to feed off of at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Like she dropped that line and I was like, that's the perfect way to go with it. Like the Rhea needs those crowds. And they just instead of leaning into that, it seems like they're more leaning into the underdog story of like people people think that the Charlotte loss is gonna is gonna beat me. And like, no, no one thinks that. Which is stupid. Like I was like gonna take that back. No, it is stupid because she beat Shayna Baszler for the title. Yeah. Like I'm- like they showed her a piece and then where they were picking her up and she was like yeah like i didn't have the crowd to feed off of or something like that like yes that works perfect and so yeah that's a better storyline the energy from the crowd instead of her having to like overcome like the loss of charlotte like her having to overcome not having that energy like 
her having to show up and be real like any time is the storyline there. And it doesn't seem like that's what they're going to try and push here. Well, it doesn't seem like that's what they're pushing here because it's already happening next week. Either way, my prediction is Rhea. I think I have Io winning this because... You've been right every single time. you got to stop being right at some point. I hate this rain so far, dude. We've talked about it. I don't dwell on it more, but Rhea's the perfect <laughs> person to stop that because it doesn't make Io look weak, I think, and it... Can no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make you. It doesn't make you look weak, but also like everything is still into the is still in play in the background, and the the only the only other person I believe that should should have the title is the one that should have won the last match, mm-hmm. which is Candice. But if it's Rhea, like I, I wanted to feed in more into the storyline with Big Mommy Cool, where like Big Mommy Cool is all like. Oh, you were all so tough or whatever, and you couldn't even beat Eo. Like Eo, like that—that's what I want to see to happen. And I hope, I hope I'm wrong, just because that way, like one Eo can take a break and then probably get a better storyline going later on when everybody, when all these matches are going on. Because if anything, she's carried the belt during this pandemic, which hasn't been great. She hasn't uh, been doing anything during the like. That, that's the thing is like. Say what you because, will. Like the, Bailey and Sasha carried the big company through this pandemic. They were the only. They were the good thing about this, and they had like Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre and all these and all these other feuds going on, and people were praising them, whatever. But in my opinion, those feuds sucked. Charlotte or Sasha and and Bailey were the best part of this company. Yeah, and, and 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 they were there every single week. Where where was Io after she fought uh, Sasha for like a month? We didn't see her. But who did she have like to fight anybody though? Like was, did... Rhea was still there. Raquel was still there. Dakota was there. They, dude, this division is stacked. We, we, as we've been saying, there hasn't been anybody for her not. To, there, there isn't a lack of opponents for her to fight. She's just at, not that intriguing as a champion. At, after she won, they were still doing their storylines for everybody else, and there was no one written. Like, I think they like gave her the belt. And said, "Hold on, we got to finish these storylines before we start giving you contenders." And they messed up on her, and she's held the belt. So I see, I see where her like her reign hasn't been great, and I accept that as well, as being a fan of hers. And it just sucks because I wanted it to be fantastic for her after she won. Um, but again, like I would like it if she won, just so it feeds into Rio for Raquel. But I'm like I said, I hope I'm wrong, so that way Io can finally take a break. And then either one, she's going to move up or two, she's going to come back and finally have a really good reign later on after everything gets finally like settled the way it should be. Yeah, like I, I like you and I don't mean to like shit on her reign as much as I have, but I just haven't liked it. And it, it could turn around, I guess, because the the way she got her belt was amazing. That match against Candice was really good. It, she could put on a banger with Rhea, win it, and then go on to put on another really good match with Ember. And like, and then, yeah, we could tr- we could turn this around completely. But logically for me, I think it works the better way because if Rhea's champion, uh-huh. then you have her, you get her and Dakota in a program, and then Raquel is, is there like, no, I'm going to fight her. I don't care. Like, she's my, she, you told me that I'm going to get to fight her, and Dakota wants the belt. So it's going to end up coming down to like breaking up them two, and then you can have like them two go off and have their little program. Rhea's still champion. She can fight other people. She can maybe fight Ember. Um, 
then you have EO like trying to get back to her belt or yeah, like going up to someone else. So I think it gives more life to the broader division that Rio wins and like they have something new going on. But that's just me. They and NXT is really good either way. So even if even if EO keeps it and they end up switching this around and giving her two or three really good matches like back to back here and they and they make something of her reign after all, then cool. But I, I'd prefer it the other way. That's just my preference. Oh, no, again, I, I'm a low person on EO though, and even though I'm like, I even though I really like her, I am I am a lower person on EO. So that again, take that with a grain of salt. I know, and the the thing is, we're kind of arguing like the fact because this division is so stacked. It's kind of like oh, I forget. It's an old saying from the from the Nolan trilogy movies of Batman. It's all like they're all great together, or whatever. And the third one wasn't the best, but it's still trying to find an issue and like a really good movie it's the same thing this it's a fantastic division and we're still we're still trying to like enjoy this but also like critique it because we know there's so much potential with it but it's still really good in the first place so yeah yeah like i just i mean the women of this roster are all so stacked that you could you could break blow up this division and then every other woman's roster would get like such a huge boost from it and if you spread it if you spread it out that way like it would be they would all be really good divisions and like the fact that you could get that much of an infusion of talent from this division from this one division right here it should go like, yeah it goes to show how hard it is for them with that and like again what we were talking about with tony like there's just so many of them and they're all so good that it, it is tough for them to give them all time and that I don't know. I think and that's why I think it needs a, a breath of fresh air. But yeah. we'll see where it goes. Um, and and so a half got, an hour to an hour extension on the show. <laughs> so you got EO, I got Rhea. I think that's the only match that I know of being announced so far. Um, yeah, hopefully Finn is not relinquishing. Please and go. we will wrap this here because this is the longest episode we've had in, in a few. Um, but again, sorry about missing. Hopefully you guys stuck with us through that. And you really didn't miss anything last week from the show. So, uh, just slight connections to this, to this episode, but yeah, it, it feels that anytime NXT has an amazing show or takeover or whatever, it's like, they're still drunk the following week and the B team comes in and just like make some decisions. So it's good. Yeah. Drinks after the takeover, so then he's like, "I'll write the show, guys. Don't worry about it. You know, everything on low dice." That's the the motto of this show. Um, all right. Well, I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. Everybody, be nice to each other. It's a new day.